It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. Hi, did you know it takes me a full week to create a single episode? Yep, that's right. This is my full-time job. If you enjoy this podcast and the weekly episodes, please support my work. Go to lesbianromantic.com forward slash support and send a one-time or monthly contribution. It's because of your support that I can keep doing this. So thank you, and let's get started. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is The Diva Story, Part 42. Um, Millie got the app on her computer to work just in time. She smoothed down her hair one last time before clicking the accept button. She smiled while she waited for everything to connect, fully aware her own camera was already working. Hi there, Richard said. Millie waved back shyly. Hey, she shifted in her seat. She had not expected the artistic director of the Boston Lyric Opera to request a video call today. She was nervous. Thank you for making the time on such short notice, he said. Of course, no problem. I hope you had a good trip back. Yes, thank you. I got home a few hours ago. Richard squeezed his eyes appearing to study her living room. Millie hoped he couldn't see much. She was feeling somewhat embarrassed to be talking to this accomplished director while sitting on her old couch. All right, let me get to the point then, Richard said. Millie moved to the edge of her seat. The whole panel was very impressed by you yesterday, he said smiling. He raised his arms. That's why we'd like to offer you the role of Sesto in our La Clemenza di Tito. Millie wanted to jump up and dance, but she couldn't even do a happy wiggle. 
Richard was watching. So she smiled and bowed her head. That is great news, thank you. I'm sure you will need to consult with your agent. He wasn't happy when I requested this call with you. Millie almost rolled her eyes. I can imagine. I will call him later today. Okay. Look, I wanted to have this call to discuss what it will take from you to sing this role. Millie frowned, slightly taken aback. What do you mean? It is a principal role, and a very demanding one. I'm not sure I understand, Millie said hesitantly. Why offer her the role if they weren't convinced she could handle it, she wondered. Richard adjusted the angle of his screen. You are relatively young, and your new name. Critics can be pretty relentless, even get personal. Millie tried not to look indignant. I am confident I can sing this, she said. Richard smiled. I just want to make sure you're ready. There is no shame in waiting until you have truly found your voice, he said and suddenly chuckled. <laughs> Pun not intended. Millie laughed uncomfortably. <laughs> All jokes aside, Richard continued, Do you know who you want to be on and off the stage? Are you ready to own the spotlight? The tiny hairs on Millie's arms stood up. The skin on the back of her neck tingled. Was this man a psychic or something? No one had ever asked her this, let alone someone she only met once. And the timing was just uncanny. She regained her composure quickly, though. I am ready, she stated. I know exactly where I want to go with this character. And I am ready. Richard nodded slowly. There's one thing you should know, though, Millie added. She sensed Richard wouldn't appreciate it if she held something back in this call. Yes? Millie folded her hands in her lap. She made sure she was sitting perfectly upright. She wanted to say this with all the dignity she could muster. I'm not sure if this will happen, but the critics might find more than usual to write about because of my personal life. Richard frowned. Go on. Millie tucked a strand of hair behind her ear. Have you heard about the man who was arrested in Texas? He attacked women on parking lots? Richard stared at her with a confused expression on his face. I think I read something about it. Why? I was one of his victims, or 
almost was. I managed to escape, Millie said, and tried to subtly take in a deep breath to calm her nerves. Okay. I don't know if I'll be named publicly. I'm guessing it wouldn't happen until long after this production, but you never know. Of course. Thank you for sharing. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Millie shrugged shyly. I'm fine. Thank you. So, does this mean you will accept the role? Richard asked cheekily. Millie smiled and cocked her head. You know I'll have to talk to my agent first, but I hope we can come to an agreement, yes. Richard beamed. I am really happy to hear that. I have a feeling this will be a special one for both of us. Millie couldn't help but smile, too. She was already getting excited. This would be another huge step for her. There was one more thing she had to do before she could seize the opportunity with both hands, though. Gosh, everything is happening so fast, Millie thought. It had been less than 24 hours since she had made the decision. Sure, she had known she would have to act on it soon, but not the next day. Okay, well, then... Richard said, leaning back in his chair. Millie raised her hand. Before you go, there is one more thing. She put her hands on her knees to stop them from shaking. Her cheeks already felt hot. Um, I am in a relationship that might cause some raised eyebrows. Richard crossed his arms. Do you know the Emsworth family? Millie asked. The foundation? Yes, I've worked with artists supported by their grants. Your program is funded by them too, right? Millie nodded. Yes, I am also a beneficiary of the grant. Richard stared back at her expectantly. Um, so I met Hannah Emsworth through the foundation? And... We are now in a relationship. A romantic relationship, I mean. There, she'd said it. Millie held her breath while she tried to read Richard's expression. She had no idea what he was thinking or how he would react. I thought you should know because people might start talking about it. I can imagine this could be included in a review or article if people do get personal, she added. Richard pursed his lips for a second. Don't worry about it, he said. I think the world is ready for a queer diva. He gave her a charming and warm smile now. Millie huffed. (laughs) 
That is not what I had in mind for my eulogy. Richard laughed. <laughs> I'm sure you didn't. But you are extremely talented. Keep working hard, and that's what people will focus on. I just don't want the company to be harmed in any way because of my personal life. No such thing as bad publicity, right? Millie chuckled. <laughs> Haven't thought about it that way. Hey, there is some truth in it, Richard said and shrugged. Plus, I bet you'll get a unique following once the word is out. A queer woman in trouser rolls? That should attract some new visitors. Millie burst out into a sincere laugh now. <laughs> oh, God! Richard winked. Thank you for being so kind, Millie said, covering her heart. Nonsense. It's 2018, Mildred. We need people like you to shake things up in our world. Millie ran a hand through her hair and shook her head, amused. Tell that agent of yours to call us as soon as possible, okay? I will make sure he does. Millie turned off her music. There was just too much noise around her. It was why she usually preferred walking. But she had wanted to win some time by taking the subway. Millie still had four more stops to go. The adrenaline rush from being offered the role in Boston was long gone. Even the relief of Richard's encouragement after coming out to him was no longer a comfort. She felt way too hot wearing her winter coat, despite the freezing cold that had surprised the city this morning. She was more nervous than ever before. Millie sighed deeply and loudly, the woman sitting next to her gave her an odd look. Millie shrugged apologetically. The lady focused on her magazine again. Millie tried to breathe without making a sound. She closed her eyes and considered her course of action. After rereading some of the messages she had sent Hannah these last two weeks... She had decided texting or calling her about her decision was not the way to go. She hadn't sent another message last night or today. She wanted to talk to Hannah face to face. Millie hoped she wasn't too late, though. 
if Hannah was angry at her or had moved on. Millie could hardly blame her. Hannah had every right to. Hannah was one of the best things that had ever happened to her. And instead of embracing this newfound love with open arms, Millie had pushed Hannah away. She had been acting like a fool these last weeks. Great job, North, she mumbled sarcastically. The woman beside her looked up from her magazine again. Millie smiled uncomfortably and mouthed, Sorry. The woman raised her eyebrows and then turned away from Millie. Millie shifted in her seat. She focused back on her plans for the day. The first thing she needed to do was go see Christine and tell her about Boston. Okay, and about her decision to come out. Millie pulled out her phone and checked the time. It was almost 4.30 p.m. She should be at Christine's in about 15 minutes. She would go straight to Le Roi Chocolates after talking to Christine. That trip would take her about 25 minutes, she estimated. What if Hannah leaves the office early, though? Millie worried. She snorted out loud. (laughs) When has Hannah ever left work early? She thought. The lady with the magazine cleared her throat and shook her head. Millie rolled her eyes, but then tried to sit perfectly still. It was hard, though. She was too nervous, too excited, and too scared at the same time. She only caught herself tapping her foot on the floor after a minute or so. She probably thinks I'm crazy, Millie thought. And then it suddenly dawned on her, like a bright light bulb suddenly flooding a dark room with light. Who cares what some stranger thinks about me? If she was going to flip the bird at men like Cole, surely she could handle these people. Millie looked around the busy subway car and smiled. She wondered what would happen if she surprised everyone by singing a loud song. An aria by Verdi, maybe. I'd hurt their ears, she realized, feeling giddy all of a sudden. Millie pulled out her phone, looked for an energetic song, and hit play. She leaned back and crossed her arms, grinning. She was a woman on a mission now. She had to open up to her mentor, Christine. And then, she would show the woman she loved she was here to stay. And even if Hannah wouldn't listen, she would keep trying. She would win her over again if she had to. And she would start doing it tonight.
Millie jumped up from her chair, too excited to stay seated. She was really looking forward to surprising Hannah. Nervous as hell, but ready now. Something in her heart told her things would be okay. That Hannah would forgive her. She just had to say the right thing. She wasn't sure what that was just yet. Luckily, she still had a bit of time. Maybe Christine could give her some advice. Of course she can, Millie thought. She has known Hannah her whole life. Maybe one day Hannah and Christine would talk to each other again. God, it would make such a difference for everyone. It wasn't her place to ask either of them to give it a try, of course. But she could hope, right? First things first, though. Today, she had to win back the girl. Millie nodded enthusiastically. The man leaning against the door next to her gave her a weird look. Millie flashed him a dazzling smile in return, just as the subway rolled into the station. Millie decided she would walk the rest of the way. She hopped out of the train two blocks away from Christine. She turned up the music's volume and went on her way. This was part 42 of The Diva Story. If you like this podcast, if you would like to support it, go to lesbianromantic.com forward slash support. Just two more episodes to go after this one. And remember, after that, I'm taking a short break. About five weeks until the new story launches. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Bye.